Welcome back to Theory and Theology. Welcome back to the podcast. On this podcast, we talk about spirituality, religion, cultures, um, different types of lifestyles, people around the world. Um, So fall season tends to have a lot of themes across cultures. one of those themes that you see very often is that theme of harvesting um so excuse me i'm sneezing um so anyways um today october 10th of 2022 it is the first day of sukkot a jewish holiday Um, Some Christians celebrate it, Messianic Jews, Jews for Jesus, um, a lot of different groups kind of celebrate it or have something surrounding this period of time uh, with the lunar calendar. Um, So I'm going to talk about Sukkot briefly. I'm not going to read a whole lot of Bible, but um, just specifically... Um, For those interested in um, Sukkot in the Old Testament, you can find information in the book of Leviticus, um, chapter 23, um, verse 33, um, that goes on through verse pretty much uh, pretty much to the end of that chapter um, pretty much through verse 44 um, and also in the Old Testament in the book of Numbers I'm afraid to close my pages I have bookmarks um, so in the book of Numbers, there's a lot more information about all these um, uh, like sacrifices and things. Um, Numbers chapter 29, verses 12 through... Uh, Twelve through pretty much 39 and then um, for people who read the New Testament um, these aren't these aren't I mean a lot of the passages I'm talking about here it's not limited to these I'm just only really talking about these right now because there's a lot of other stuff and I don't really want to read that much more um, but I'll uh, Say so in the book of John, chapter 7, verses 10 through uh, 10 through pretty much 24. Um, well, maybe no, maybe okay, so maybe John chapter 7, verses 
um, versus one. Uh, wait, John chapter seven versus pretty much one through twenty four. Um, there's kind of like a beginning of the story before verse 10. So, um, okay. So I'm not going to talk in way too much detail about all those. If people want to read it, I mean, you can get plenty of free Bible stuff online and read it all on your own or even do like audio recordings or whatever. Um, I'm not going to read all of it because it's a whole lot to read and, you know, with what I've gone through with reading it and refreshing on it, I, of course, you know, always come up with a lot of interesting questions that come to mind. Um, so, um, just some background. So, Sukkot, um, day one of Sukkot is today. Um, it began at sundown. October 9th and the first day ends sundown October 10th of 2022 so this is officially part of the seventh month of the lunar Jewish calendar the month is called Tishrei and Sukkot starts on the 15th day this year is considered 5,783. So if you want to compare all those types of uh, pieces of information, uh, go ahead. Um, so basically, Sukkot or Sukkah is a type of a booth. Some people say tabernacles. Some people say dwelling. Uh, either way, it's kind of like a temporary dwelling. It's not a permanent like fixture of a house with a foundation. It's something you kind of put up, use it temporarily, take it down, leave, maybe carry it with you, or gather belongings to make a new one when you settle in the next in the next spot. Um. So during this festival, um, there is the gathering of the harvest on the first day, which is um, in the seventh month of Tishrei on the 15th day. That's when, you know, all the all the crops are harvested. Um, so it's harvesting day, basically. Um, and people commemorate this um festival of an eight-day festival um by dwelling in these um in the in a sukkah and so some people say that you know um this this festival is representative of god's protection when the israelites left egypt some people say because they were pitching these kind of booths or dwellings that they lived in in the wilderness after they left from Egypt. 
Some people say it was the protection of the pillar of cloud that followed them and shaded them while they were wandering in the hot desert heat for 40 years. Um, I don't know if the, if the pillar of cloud was there for 40 years, but I know it says years. I don't know. I don't know how many years. I don't know if it was like the entire time or what. Um, and so basically sundown of October 9th of 2022 through sundown October 10 of 2022, there's no work permitted um, as far as the commandments of the festival are concerned. The question that I was kind of a little maybe confused on that I didn't read into a lot yet was, um, I guess, two things. So, you know, I'm very familiar with the, you know, holy days that say no work or the Sabbaths or the days that are considered convocations or um, appointments where it says don't work. But... If it's also a day of harvesting and gathering of all of your crops that are ready to be harvested, as well as the significant amount of um, sacrifices that are required um, during this whole entire eight-day period, including this first day, um, like I was looking at this chart that I'll get to. But I was looking at this chart that showed, you know, different, uh, I guess it was like the Musaf, um, and the offerings. And it was so many, like, I was like, you know, that's what popped out at me was like, how many things are getting sacrificed just on one of the days. Um, the eighth day goes into the day of rest. Uh, again, um, so people start working on the second day and then they work all the way up until that night of the seventh night into what would be the eighth day. Um, that starts the eighth day, the night of the seventh. Um, and then we come up on what's called Simchat Torah, so rejoicing rejoicing in the Torah. Um, and the Torah portions get completed. And basically the Parsha readings shortly thereafter begin again on October 22nd of 2022. Um, so you start over again at, at the Parsha called Bereshis, which is the beginning, you know, Genesis 1-1, and then go all the way through to, um, the end of Deuteronomy, pretty much. And so, um, this is a lot, it's a lot of information, it's always a lot of information, um, so with the chart that says the Musaf offerings, it shows all the types of offerings for what type of day. And 
Sabbath day, Rosh Kadesh, which is like the start of the month, Pesach, each of the days of Pesach, which is uh, Passover and Shavuot. Um, so we just passed Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah was um, sunset Sunday, September 25th, which was the first of Tishri. Um, and it ended on Tuesday, September 27th of 2022 at nightfall, which was the second of Tishri. Um, and then Yom Kippur came after that. And now we're in Sukkot. So Sukkot is... It has offerings for day one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then Shemini Atzeres, which is that eighth day. Um, the offerings are different. Like, there's different amounts of offerings pretty much every day. Um... It looks like the first day has the most amount of offerings. Um, so basically, it starts with day one, going through day seven, and then the eighth day. So day one, for the bulls, it's 13, then the next day 12, then 11, 10, 9, 8, 7. That's through the seventh day, and then the first, uh, sorry, then the eighth day, would be one bull. Um, for the Rams, it's two on every day, except for on the eighth day, it would be one ram. Uh, for the lambs, it's 14 every day, and then on the eighth day, it would be seven, and then every single day, um, there's one goat off offering. Um, so I'm not 100% sure, but I'm guessing that these numbers are so high compared to all the other types of holy days. Um, these numbers are so high because the, um, uh, you know, all the, the harvest was just made on this day, but... I mean, I'm not, like, trying to judge things or uh, make it more confusing than it already needs to be. But, you know, I I learned a little bit about um, Gematria and a little, little bit from one of my um, Bible-based friends back in the high school, early college days, about the significance of numbers a lot of people know the number 13 isn't considered necessarily a good one. The number 6 isn't really considered a good one. The number 7 is considered holy. And then the number 8 is one more than holy. So 6 is one less than holy. And then, so you see that, I don't know if there's any significance with these numbers of the first day starting with the bull offering of 13 going all the way down to the seventh day having the number seven of the bull offering and um i really don't know um and then you see with the lambs the offerings are 14 every day i mean 14 is seen as one of those uh 
um, important numbers as well as is the number 40, um, the number 70, um, those numbers that you see coming up. Um, so basically, for the Ola, or the elevation offering, that's what the bulls, rams, and lambs are. And for the khatas, which is the sin offering, that's what the goat is. Um, so there's always less of the goat offerings. The most amount of offerings are the lambs. Um, rams are in the middle. And then the bull offerings decrease from 13 to 7. And then on the eighth day, 1. I don't know. I'm kind of speculating, but I really don't know. That That's something that would be for me to look into further, but I don't want to do it right now. But it's something kind of on my mind of like, oh, that's interesting. Like, it kind of catches my attention as one of the first things to catch my attention. Um, and then, let's see. Um, um, I lost my place, sorry. Um, so, I'll just read the first, what it says for the first offering. Um... It's just so much information. Um, so it says on the 15th day of the seventh month. Um, I'm just looking at the offerings. Um, so in Numbers 29, 13, it says you shall offer an elevation offering a fire offering, a satisfying aroma to Hashem, 13 young bulls, two rams, 14 male lambs in their first year, they shall be unblemished, and their meal offering, fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenth ephah for each bull of the 13 bulls, Two tenth ephah for each ram of the two rams, and one tenth ephah for each lamb of the fourteen lambs, and one male of the goats for a sin offering, aside from the continual elevation offering with its meal offering and its libation. Let me just stop because I I just. I'm not very familiar with um, all this kind of offering stuff. Like you would think, you know, the amount that I was kind of raised around the Bible, um, that I would understand the offerings and sacrificing and all that kind of stuff more. Um, we were always just told, like, just it was just something like, oh, the temple doesn't exist anymore. We're not in Jerusalem we don't sacrifice anymore um 
I'm not saying that I want to. I mean, I don't raise animals or anything, so I don't know how I would even do this even if I wanted to. Um, I mean, I don't know how many animals you're going through during this, like, eight-day period. And this is just one of the festivals. Like, there are other holidays that happen um, where there's other sacrifices happening and all this kind of stuff. So I just am curious, uh, what do people do now? Um... Um, I mean, I know that people still use the citron fruit and the lulav, but I'm not sure what else actually happens as far as like what the Bible says in it. I, you know, it's just a lot of stuff that seems to just not happen anymore. Um, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying like, you know, I think it's very interesting because we live in such a a lot of us live in such a different society in the Western world where we're not, like, growing crops and we're not um, raising, you know, livestock and animals and herds. Um, we're not shepherds. We're not nomads. We just clock in and out at a job for a business that somebody else's. Um... But yeah, it's just, it's kind of something to be curious on. Um, it's definitely interesting to say the least. And um, it's a very, um, um, kind of an interesting kind of uh, festival like you know I find the the story about about Jesus to be pretty interesting too like just like a bit of a recap on that I'm not going to talk about the whole thing in detail but basically his brothers tell him it says that they have, like, their unbelief, and the brothers tell Jesus, you know, you know, why don't you go to Judea, because it's going to be, you know, Sukkot, and, you know, they were in Galilee at this time, and, you know, Jesus was like, no, I'll stay behind, and the brothers are kind of like, you know, um, anyone who wants to be known or wants what they're doing to be known um won't do these kind of miraculous works in secret and so the brothers go ahead jesus says he's not gonna go he says he's gonna stay in galilee um and then jesus ends up going he ends up you know um um it says in secret i don't know what that means um, but the crowds were kind of depending on him to be there and they were, um, you know, waiting for him, uh, to see if he was going to do miracles and things like that. And, um, he teaches in the, in the synagogue, um, And people are impressed because they're like, 
he was never taught. Like, how did he know all this stuff? Um, and Jesus is like, this teaching is not my own. Um, and he's basically trying to say, like, he's not trying to seek his own glory. And goes into, you know, the speech about the law of Moses and the commandment about circumcision and um, he was saying that like the crowd was going to try to kill him and the crowd was like we're not trying to kill you like what are you talking about um, and he basically explained that you know, according to the law of Moses, um, and the commandments about circumcision, um, that, you know, they'll allow a male to get circumcised on the Sabbath, but, um, Jesus mentioned that he healed a man's whole body on the Sabbath, um, and he was saying that people were angry with him um, because he was considered to be breaking the law and being judged for that. Um, and so I don't I, I don't know I get I get a little bit on the confused end when it comes to a lot of, uh, the, um, topics that Jesus brings up, um, I mean, it feels almost random that he's kind of just, like, randomly talking about Moses and circumcision and all this kind of stuff, um, and it says that when he was doing this teaching, it was about the middle of the festival so it wasn't the first day and it wasn't the last day so it was one of the days in between um but I do know that when a person is circumcised they do the circumcision on the eighth day after birth of a male and so I'm not sure if there's any corresponding you know, eight days of circumcision, him talking about circumcision, and the seven, and then that eighth day of Sukkot, um, I don't really know at all, um, there was a passage that I read kind of briefly about the, it was kind of like, um, the commentary about, uh, the citron and the lulav, saying that, like, Traditionally, the citron is kind of like representative of a person's heart and works and good deeds. And then the lulav can be representative of like the eyes, the mouth, like other types of like senses and like the body and um, with lack of, you know, works. And you kind of need the combination of, you know, the body and the spirit. Um, and 
that's kind of what's representative of these uh of the citron and the lulav the the branches that you see people holding those four different types um bundled up together and i remember has she freed uh, from satire mentioning that um that with the lulav branches it's like you kind of like shake them in a way where it's like the fronds are falling off of the branches and then it um represents like shaking off the sins and um I feel like like a lot of times when I read this stuff it's just like there's just like a missing link it's like there's all these like bits and pieces of stuff and it's like what is this even connected to anything relevant um like I fast forward to like today's day and age and like I mentioned before about like this time period of harvesting and festivals, like definitely when people think October, they think, you know, uh, pumpkins and, you know, uh, the leaves changing colors and we're officially in the fall season. There's all types of, of holidays and festivals all over the world from all over different cultures um thanksgiving is kind of relevant um uh halloween is kind of relevant um and all these kind of traditions of all these cultures kind of come together in like october november december it's really a high time of year where it's like just before winter but you know you're still getting daylight but the days are shorter um, I think today's sunset is 6.25 p.m. I feel like it wasn't that long ago where, you know, the sun was going down at like 8.30 p.m. or 8-something p.m. And now it's already like, you know, I eat dinner and it's night, you know. It's like um, there's not a lot of daylight anymore. And, um, yeah, pretty much if you were really harvesting things, uh, if you really were having crops, this would be the time of the year where you'd have to basically get through the winter, the upcoming winter. Um, it would kind of show, you know, how, um, um, how, like, ready you would be like, are you going to have to scrimp and portion, or are you going to have an abundance, um, you know, and there's all these types of, uh, days around this time of year where it's very interesting to kind of look into the history of everything, um, because it's not just Jewish holidays, it's not just, um, you know, there aren't, there aren't really, October Christian holidays like that too much um Easter isn't really con sorry not Easter um Halloween isn't really considered a Christian holiday most Christians kind of uh don't really teach to practice it um it's usually seen as more demonic and satanic I <laughs> I don't know if I should even say this, but I wonder why. Um, because it is 
another type of pagan festival. But a lot of the other pagan festivals were um, acknowledged as Christian days. So I wonder why Halloween was completely left out and seen as not good enough. And I also wonder why, you know, if this is an eight-day holiday of Sukkot, there's not an equivalent um, Christian holiday of Sukkot either. Neither is there one equivalent of Yom Kippur that just passed the Day of Atonement, um, nor Rosh Hashanah, which is the Lunar New Year. Um, so it's just a little confusing, um, but, I mean, the Jewish calendar goes by the moon, and the pagan calendar and Christian calendars go by the sun, um, and so... I don't really know. It's just kind of a curious time of year for me where I'm just like, what is going on? Um, Definitely the weather changes. Uh, This morning I turned on the heater for a few minutes because it was like 72 indoors. Um, I've had my air on fan, but I feel kind of like I wanted to turn it off because it's kind of uh, a lot of air. It feels a little too chilly. Um, And yeah, I'm just a little curious about certain things like this. Like it's, it's not um, the most clear season for me. I'm just, I've just got a lot of curiosities about things that, you know, I've kind of learned that the people who might have the answers to these questions aren't really willing to answer them so I never really ask my theology major friends my pastor friends uh I never ask them because they never answer because I don't know I mean I guess they study but maybe they're taught to just not answer but I never was able to get answers about this kind of stuff so I kind of study little by little on my own Um, that's about as far as I got today. Um, I haven't read every single thing, but I am curious about the things I just mentioned being curious on, and I'm wondering to see if, um, if there's going to be more, um, that kind of pops out in this next, um, eight-day festival period. I'm not sure yet if I'm going to kind of backtrack and record about about Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. I'm not sure. Um, I might, I might not. I'm just not sure yet. Um, but I don't know if this is, if this is funny or not. I, I can always find a weird reason to laugh at, at, at things, but, um. In Adventist culture, October 22nd of the year 1844 was considered the Great Disappointment. Um, because people during that time, 
uh, thought that, you know, Jesus was coming because of some calculations that were done in, uh, by some types of scholars or theologians or whatever it was, whoever it was doing the calculations. And, um, they found some kind of significant date of October 22nd, 1844, um, it, it, they considered it the great disappointment because people were waiting for Jesus to come. They had sold all their, a lot of their possessions or all of their possessions, um, and Adventism sprung itself out of that um, movement. And um, surprisingly, this. Um, um what's it called this reading cycle um of the new uh Torah portions is going to be you know beginning the cycle again at the start of Genesis um on October 22nd of 2022 um interesting stuff but I don't really have too much more to say that's kind of as far as I got for today um check out the recording about the movie Ushpazin see what you think about it um if you want to watch the movie probably watch the movie first because um I totally spoiled the whole movie by explaining the entire movie in that episode but I mean, there's, like, trailers on YouTube and stuff. Or you can buy it on YouTube or buy it on Amazon Prime or rent it on either one, I think. Um, but, yeah, with that, thanks for listening.